0: Welcome to the MS Gym Podcast. I'm your host, Jody Feltham, and it's about to get real as we listen to the victories and struggles of our own MS Gym members. So let's dive in. Hello, MS Gym family. I'm so glad you could join me again in the new year for another MS Gym podcast. And today I am looking forward to learning more about one of our MS Gymmers, Susanna. So Susanna, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you very much for inviting me. It's a a delight to be here and meet you properly.
0: Wonderful. And of course, being a podcast and, and hearing your voice, I can tell that you are from somewhere else in the world. So would you like to share with us where you are
1: from? Yes, I'm from the UK and I live in the northeast of England in Newcastle. Very good. And I guess that's kind of been your home for your life in that area. I was born in Durham, which is about fifteen miles away, and then I went down south to university, and then I came back up this way. So yes, I oh. know the region very well here. Yeah. Oh, very good. Very good.
0: So, Susanna,
1: when did kind
0: of MS show up in your life? How how did it kind of interrupt things for you?
1: I was diagnosed in December 1999. I was in hospital at the time, and I had an MRI scan and a lumbar puncture test, which showed signs of MS. I'd been unwell in the autumn with a variety of symptoms so I'd had pain, I'd had tingling, I'd had weight loss and lots of anxiety. So I was prescribed antidepressants for the anxiety but following on from this I then when I continued to feel unwell they did some more tests and they showed that I had had glandular fever so that would have accounted for some of the symptoms so it was a real muddle of what was going on in my body. It
0: sounds like your diagnosis might have been a bit tricky with all the symptoms you were having. How
1: did your family respond when
0: the news finally
1: came? When I did get diagnosed, I remember telling my family about the diagnosis of MS. And mum and dad gave us some money for Christmas, which we used to go to Mallorca in February for a holiday with our two boys, who were five and nearly one at the time because we felt we'd had such a difficult time in the autumn. So we enjoyed those warm temperatures. But it was hard to tell my family about the MS diagnosis but in a way we were quite relieved because I had been so unwell in the autumn, all sorts of things had been going through our minds, thinking, oh, what is it this? Is it that? Is it that? Um, And I had just been so unwell. And both sets of parents came to help with the childcare for my two boys, which is fantastic. We couldn't have done it without them. And one of my sisters was nearby and she helped with absolutely everything. And another one had to come and stay with us and she looked after us as well. It really sounds
0: like your family rallied around you during this difficult time. What occupation were you
1: doing before kind of this hit and after? Well, basically, I've taught primary school age children for most of my working life. So I'm teaching seven and eight year olds at the moment, a class of thirty. And prior to um, prior to the the MS diagnosis, I w- I was doing that, but then I did have the baby. So. The children make every day different and that makes it special Mm -hmm. but the job's a lot more challenging than it was when I started doing it in my 20s but it helps me with my personal confidence because I have a job and last year I went part-time so that I could concentrate on the MS gym so that's so important to me so now I work two or three days a week and the other two or three days in the week I concentrate on exercising my body and my mind
0: so you've mentioned quite a bit about the MS Gym and this is the MS Gym Podcast. So, so tell me about how you kind of stumbled upon
1: the MS Gym. Well, I found out about it in, in July, 2017, I was on a holiday with my family and my, her, my sister and her family. And we were in the French Alps. We were doing walking and rock climbing, but I was getting a bit frustrated because I couldn't keep up with everybody. So I searched online and I was searching for help with MS and I saw a video from someone called Trevor. So I did the exercises on the video and I felt much more positive and it felt like it was just perfect for me. So following on from that, I've, I watched a few videos that were coming out and then when the MS gym started, I joined. All right,
0: now in, in the members only corner, it's it's our Facebook group for, for paid members. Um, I've seen quite a few posts of you Uh, doing walking and traveling obviously in different parts of the parts of the UK what what does you know you talk about using trekking poles and then doing these this hiking through the Alps Um, tell us tell us what walking looks like uh, now for you like how do you go about doing your walking practice or
1: just enjoying walks well basically I I do my walking practice I've got a really large area of green grassy land about 10 minutes from my walk from my house. So I take my trekking poles and I go out there and there are flat tracks or if you are confident or you feel well enough you can go up hills as well there and there are tracks where you can cycle which I sometimes can do that as well. So that's sort of my exercise playground. And sometimes i go on my own and sometimes i have a really good friend called amanda and she talks and walks with me as well and she knows all about trevor she knows all about the ms gym and she knows all about the threat bucket so you can see what our conversation is like yeah
0: no that's good and i'm glad you have a friend that kind of understands you and it sounds like she kind of understands Trevor and uh, where you both are coming from. I'm assuming because of all the pictures I've seen in the MOC that travel is a big as a big thing for you and your family. Like you like going different places. Um,
1: where whereabouts have you been in the world? We have been well until recently. We used to do a lot of um, a lot of mount holidays in the mountains, basically. So when I was a child, my dad used to love taking us to the mountains, the Lake District in the UK. And then we used to sometimes go to Europe and go to the Alps Um, and that we've continued with that. So our boys love it and we love it. And that's sort of where we go for holidays. So um, yeah, basically Europe and then sometimes up in Scotland. Um, But recently we haven't been away because of COVID. We've been uh, concentrating on the mountains back in the UK.
0: I know COVID has definitely limited all our abilities to travel, but I'm glad you're still able to to get out somewhere in your area at least, even if it's a yeah. few hours away. It's nice for you to have that refreshment, right? And and yeah. being, being in nature is it's a it's a blessing for sure. So you found the MS gym, uh, you you connected with Trevor. Um, what kind of improvements have you seen since you
1: started the MS gym? I think one of the main things is to do with my mind. I feel so much calmer about my body and I've sort of accepted who I am and how I am. I'm still learning, of course, but the peace in my mind is massive in contrast to how it was when everything was changing and everything was unknown, really, about what was going to happen and how my body was going to re- recover or not recover. Or yeah, um, I listen to Trevor every time I drive to work and he sets me up to manage the day ahead. So I've listened to his Motivation Mondays lots of times, but I'd like now to, I can join in with bits because I know what's coming up. And I also love listening to the MS Gym podcast. And here we are. Anything that helps my mind, I'm always looking out for it because I think those are, those are so powerful. If you have a positive mindset, things are so much easier to cope with. And the comments from everybody in the MS Gym have also made an enormous difference to the way I feel every day. I suppose in terms of improvement with my body I've a lot more confidence that I can manage to join in with walking with other people. I've learned to use my trekking poles on local walks not just on my mountain walks that I used to do and I'm realizing the whole world is not watching me and if someone is they're wishing me well because sometimes I used to feel so not not confident and I felt I don't want to use my poles because you I'm standing out and people are thinking oh what's wrong and things like that so I I feel I've accepted that and that's who I am. And those are those, that is how I walk. You know, it's,
0: it's interesting what you mentioned about, you know, we, we get self-conscious, you know, mm. in, about people watching us walk. And I know that can even add, you know, to our threat bucket, right. The, these outside, like internalizing all these thoughts that we think other people are thinking about is, and most of the time it's, actually all of the time, it's never ill will when people are, are watching us walk, right? What Like we feel like they're just watching a struggle. And I know I've shared before that when people watch me walk and they stare at me, it feels like, it feels like I'm naked because all my vulnerabilities are on the outside, right? And they're just staring at it. But I know that the intention of their heart is never, is never to make me feel bad or, or to single me out a lot of times. And I'm sure that people for you, when people notice you walking, it's, it's actually admiration and they, and they look at you and they, they see your tenacity and your spirit to keep pressing forward, right? And, and I think for so many people watching, they, they wonder how it is is that we, you know, we do it every day, that we, we keep moving forward. That's great about you know, your walking. And I'm imagining having the, the walking pose, it gives you the confidence, but you probably also maybe can walk a little faster or just feel a little more balanced as well.
1: Yes, that's right. And I, I feel like I can go for longer so that if I just walk on my own and then I, I, I used to walk with no poles and I would get to somewhere and think, oh, how do I get back?
0: Yeah. And it wasn't
1: big distances, but I got nervous about trying to get home and what if I trip and all those kinds of things. But now if I take the poles, I know that I can make my way home if I'm on my own or with a friend or whatever so you're right with the balance and it also means that yes i can i can walk for a bit longer and i i walk and i stop on a bench and i walk again and stop on a bench and so i i sometimes plan my routes knowing where i can stop and sit where i can stop and sit and it means that if i do stop and rest properly then i can go again so i've learned the hard way i suppose that if i just keep going because i feel okay then i sometimes go too far and i regret it later well it sounds like you've actually been very smart in it. You've kind of
0: learned learned from those challenges what, what you can do to, to, to walk for longer and to do better without, you know, increasing your threat and that, that fear of being kind of stranded or mm. falling when, when you've gone too far. So what kind of goals do you have? You know, you're, you're working hard, you're in the MS gym, you've, you've changed your work schedule so that you can devote more time to exercise and, and your own healing. What are some of, you know, what are some of these goals that you want to accomplish, whether, whether mental or physical?
1: Well, I think my overall goal is I'm aiming to stay active and mobile as much as possible, going for walks and doing active outdoor things with my friends and my family um, so that I can join in with those things rather than thinking that I can't be a part of that. I suppose that's my overall aim. I think
0: those are good aims, right? You want to, you want to live your life, not just, you know, survive your life. And I think that that can be so often, you know, with MS, especially on our heart days, right? We, we feel like we're barely surviving, like the thought of actually living and engaging, you know, with people. Um, It seems overwhelming, but I think those are wonderful goals, you know, that you want to plug into, you know, other people, like, it sounds like you've got a good, rapport with you know with your family your extended family and you know you've got a few close friends that really understand your journey uh, you know with ms and the challenges and they're very much on board and very supportive of you can you share what advice you might give to a newly diagnosed like 30 somethings because that's very typical right young moms just had babies when they're diagnosed, what, what would you say to someone who's potentially listening to the first podcast and maybe they find themselves exactly where you were in the late 1990s?
1: I would say to them, I'm very pleased for you that the MS gym is here because it is, and it wasn't there at that time for me. So I felt that anything like that would have been a positive thing that I could have taken hold of. Um, and I also would say to them, I suppose I am very lucky with my family support and my friends support but um, i would encourage anybody who have is having a difficult time and has just found out about all of this that any help that they can possibly take is we have to learn to accept help and i wasn't very good necessarily about that haven't been very good at certain times when i felt i can manage Um, so i think accepting any help that anybody could possibly give you whether it's um somebody working as their, part of their job is to help you, or whether it's actually somebody who's, who's a friend or a family who's offering to help you, I would suggest that everybody takes any help that they can, they can take from those, from those situations.
0: No, that, that, that's great advice because I think so many of us, uh, when we're diagnosed with MS, I don't know if it's you as well, but like I know that I have perfectionistic tendencies and I love my long yeah. through lists. And things like that like just a go 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 person mm-hmm. and then yeah, you no know, ms hits you or relapse hits you and then suddenly you don't even you kind of feel mm-hmm. like you lose a little bit of yourself um yeah. in that that you're not suddenly able to perform to you know what you expected or or what your ideals were but i think i think what you say is very true about uh learning to to work with other people learning to to let other people serve you or let other people help you so that you can learn mm-hmm. the best use, you know, the best use of your energy. And I know it's not necessarily, you know, what we want. We want to be able to do it all and and to do everything mm-hmm. and not need other people. But I think, you know, over time in the journey that we that we learn that some things are more important than others. And so we learn more about priorities and, and what other people can help mm-hmm. us with.
1: So. Yes, and I think when I, it happened to me, I felt really guilty about my children that I wasn't doing things for them. But actually, you know, they were OK. I just felt that I should be helping with this and helping with that. And then I realised that I could actually um, order things online for them, you know, clothes or anything like that. I didn't have to rush into town and buy them something and just silly. It sounds really silly, things like that. But as a, as a parent, you can sometimes feel so guilty that you're not doing enough for them. Um, but actually, children are fine, and they are very resilient, and they will be okay. And I suppose that was something that I I I I learned. But I didn't initially feel that that would be okay. I felt that it was should be all on me doing it. I know that just reading
0: different posts in the MOC, I know that a lot of people they take on, like young moms, they take on this this guilt mm-hmm. or this feeling that they're not, you know, that they're not there for their kids the way they want to be or or, you know, or they're disappointed that they can't perform the way, you know, maybe other mothers would be. But it's been interesting to, to read some of the comments, you know, that that these parents that these mothers put on about, about their children, you know, whether it's, you know, a decade later, or even as infants, that the way they see their parents, the way they see their mom fighting every day, that it's kind of like, you've become their hero, because, you, you know maybe when they're young mm-hmm. obviously maybe when they're five they don't understand fully uh why mom is struggling with this but mm-hmm. but they see you fighting every day and mm-hmm. you know and i know that they would feel the love that you have mm-hmm. for them because they see you trying so hard you know to to meet those needs or to meet those desires and you know obviously 21 years later you said five and one so you're Maybe, maybe one of your sons is married now or living outside
1: the home? They're both living outside the home, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they, I mean, they, I'm sure they would be the first to say, yes, they are so proud of what I've done. Mm-hmm. But I, I would also say to them that I, I did it with your encouragement and your support and your help because whether it's they're a young child and they manage to make you think about nothing but, but them or the, this moment with them that is so lovely, um, or whether it's when they're grown up and they're teaching me how to rock climb because I don't know how to do it and they understand my limitations and will help me. So you're absolutely right, all the way through, they have been, yeah, they have been supporting me, but they have been admiring me and how I'm, how I'm getting on. That's and one of the things I've, I've liked doing with my nephews and nieces who are a bit younger than my children is reading them stories. Because you know if I don't feel well enough to go for a walk with them, I can still sit with them and read a story and that's been a really positive thing for me and for them. Mhm. That's
0: that's great and and you know so so much we think about the physical things we do for people that that mm-hmm. they feel but it's it's just engaging with people and making them feel like they're loved and important that has the lasting impact right on them it's not oh, I, I remember my aunt and she went for a 50 mile hike with me. And it's not that, but they probably would remember, you know, their aunt that, that sat down and read a story with them or helped mm-hmm. decorate something like it's, it's that quality time yeah. that really does have a great impact on people's lives. So your goal is to keep walking, uh, to keep engaging, obviously with your friends and your family and keep up what would you say in a in a post covid world what what are your goals whether they be travel or i i have no idea what kind of adventure in in an ideal situation where the world is open once again
1: i would like to get back to doing rock climbing which i started but i we haven't really done it since covid and it's not exactly because of covid but it's just um you can go to indoor climbing walls, but they're not always open and then they sometimes are. And so I haven't really done that partly because I'm just aware that it's best not to do that. If, you know, I think at the moment, Um, but also it's to do with the travel. So often we would go abroad to Europe just because the weather's warmer. So things like climbing in Europe are more amenable than doing it in the UK sometimes when it's very cold. And the same for walking um so those sorts of things would be the things that I would aim to do and those would be my goals that sounds great I think I think we're all looking
0: forward to a world a world post-covid that we can mm-hmm. we can get out there because um Boston said that you know with having MS we we kind of have like this crash course in in the COVID world like we We know what it's like to have moments of isolation or challenges or difficulties or limitations like we've kind of been a little bit hardwired and and prepared um, more than you know the rest of the world potentially as people that can move and and you know don't have any physical limitations in their life they they don't COVID kind of hit them by surprise and they didn't know what it was like to learn how to be flexible and to, to deal with challenges and to kind of go with the flow. But I think that's something, you know, living with MS that we've kind of had to
1: learn to do. So. Yes, definitely. All right. Yeah.
0: So Susanna, thank you so much for meeting with me today. And I just want to give you an
1: opportunity. Is there any parting words that you'd that you'd like to share with us? Well, I had um, one thing that I wanted to say about things that might have helped have helped me that might help somebody else. Um, so I've used tens pads um, to help me. So they, they, I put them on my um, my calf and my glutes, and they tell my muscles that they're going to work. It's a bit like a warm up that Trevor talks about, warming up things before you to tell the muscles they're going to move. Um, so that's one of the things I use. I also have some toe socks, which probably sounds strange, but socks are in them in with little um, divisions between the different toes. And I just find if I wear those sometimes, they really help my feet to feel grounded because my toes curl a bit because I have foot dropped. Um, so those those are two of my main things. And then I do reflexology, which I find is a really good way of balancing my body again. And I just wanted to say to you really, Jody, that thinking about your questions has really helped me to go back through my journey. It's been both highs and lows as I've thought about what happened and then what happened and then what happened. But thank you so much for inviting me. And I'm so grateful every day for Trevor and the team and the members of the MS Gym. I am where I've got to, and I am who I am because of all of you. Those are beautiful sentiments and a wonderful way to,
0: to end the podcast. So Susanna, thank you so much for joining me uh, today. And as always, I always look forward to uh, seeing uh, guests on the pod- podcast. I love seeing you know their posts and their victories and just the updates and progresses that they made. So I look forward to seeing more pictures of you. I don't know whether we'll get a picture of you in the snow, in, the, in, your, in your forest there doing trekking or doing uh, walking with your trekking poles or not. But um, it's been lovely chatting with you, uh, Susanna.
1: It's been great. Thank you very much indeed for
0: inviting me. Thank you, Jodi. Do you wanna give a voice to your own story or learn more about the MS gym? You can check us out at the